All right, we are recording, because that's what a podcast is. It's a recording and not a live feed, although I do have a live feed going while I record this on my Facebook. So if you're hearing this right now and you would like to actually see the podcast recorded live every night, uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, in the 7 o'clock hour-ish, I go Facebook Live as I record my podcast. This is Spazzing Out. I am the host, Anthony Paziali. Most people know me as Spaz. Um, kind of quite like The Rock. I'm trying to get get myself uh, to be called Anthony Paziali. But The Rock can't get away from The Rock, and I can't get away from Spaz, um, even though I'm 40-something years old and would be nice to not be called that anymore. But that's what everybody knows me as, so that's what it is. I'm going to have a quick update on uh, the flag and on um, S. Jesus, why do I mess that up every time? SFC uh, price. So, real quickly, for those of you who don't know the story, um, a couple days ago or yesterday, or it depends on when you're hearing the podcast. So, I found a flag at a house cleanout. I own a junk removal company called Take Junk. And I found a flag that was uh, in a case, a triangular case, wooden with a glass cover, and the flag is folded up. Um, I had asked on Facebook and Instagram uh, how to properly dispose of an American flag or donate it, because I didn't know what to do with it. Um, I really didn't want to dispose of it because, I mean, it was in good condition, and I wanted to donate it, so a lot of people asked if I, or suggested that I take it to the VFW. I tried calling VFW. They were closed, I'm assuming, because of what's going on with the coronavirus. So I decided that I was going to bring the flag home, which I did. And I would keep it for the time being until I could find a place to donate it. But then I got the itch to try to figure out who owned it and who it belonged to. So I looked up on public record who used to own the house, uh, which led me to an obituary of... Um, the uh, 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 of the sergeant first class's son, um, and I was reading the obituary, and it brought up Junior. Um, uh, Junior Price is his name, and it said that the son was born at Fort Meade, which is in Maryland. So I was like, "Oh, this is the guy, hundred percent the guy." So I look up Junior. I found out some information on Junior. He served twenty one years in the military, got a Purple Heart. So I found the guy. I knew who 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 the flag belonged to. And then I, I searched, uh, then don't start your podcast saying otherwise known as fast. Nah, I can't, but I can't help it. So, <clears throat> sorry, I'm reading a Facebook Live thing. So Junior, um, I find out that it's him, and then I start asking people on Facebook to help me track down his family members, which we did. We were able to get in touch with a bunch of his family members. We were able to find his wife, and that's where the flag is going to go. Uh, also, I was able to get some photos. I was able to put a face to the flag or, or the flag to the face, however you want to say it. If you'd like to see uh, what Junior looks like, I posted the photos on all my, my social medias. Uh, at SpazWAAF. I know, right? I should change that too, guy, if I don't want to be called that anymore. I guess it is what it is. I'm my own worst enemy. So, you can find pictures of Junior on all my social medias. Um, I'm assuming... The one photo of him in uniform is when he was coming back from Vietnam, and uh, uh, I'm guessing that's when he got his purple heart because he is in crutch. He had crutches uh, in the photo, and uh, he was a war hero. Served our country for 21 years before he was 
honorably discharged. And, you know, we we got the flag and we're going to get the, fa- the, the, the flag back to his family out in Ohio. And I talked to his uh, daughter, Connie, today, and she thanked me very much for finding the flag. And I said to her, you know, I, I appreciate the thanks, but there is nothing uh, that I could do that would ever compare uh, or ever pay off the debt that our father gave us by serving 20 years for this country and fighting for us, which is true. There's nothing we could do. I'm just glad that we were able to get the flag uh, back to his family, or we will get the flag back to his family. Um, in due time, it's going to be uh, sent out there. Honestly, I, I, I would have liked to fly it there myself, but I'm not flying anywhere anytime soon or being in a, you know, a coronavirus. So there's a little backstory on that. We found the flag. We found its home. So thank you for everybody to help with that. Outstanding. Now, there are some things that I would like to cover um, today. Some right, We'll do some quick hits, and then we'll do the, the main thing I'd like to talk about. I really want to talk about um, reopening the economy, getting America back to work, and the beef between Trump and the governors. We will get to this beef it, it's kind of like you, governors, you can't have your cake and eat it too type scenario here. So I wanted, that's my main topic for tonight. Uh, Trump is claiming that he has total authority and the governors of some states are saying that's, that's not the case. I want to talk about that. But before we get to that, I thought it would be pretty funny to talk about some interesting things that uh, are some things that are for sale or some things that people are buying. And one of those things uh, in this pandemic is uh, men are, uh, they're, they're, they're freezing their seed, for lack of a better word. They're, they're buying these um, at-home collection kits and the sales are through the roof. Men are freezing their sperm at an alarming rate because they're worried that if they get sick, I get this, that, most of the people buying them are obese men, which I get it because the CDC came out and said that the people who are at high risk are you have an underlying uh, uh, underlining uh, health issue or, or the obese. So fat dudes across the country are buying collection kits for their sperm. They're saving them and they're putting them in their fucking freezer. I don't know if that shit works or not. I don't know if, you know, how it works. Uh, Maybe their wife grabs the popsicle a little bit later down the road. What happens if your daughter grabs it? I I shouldn't even have went there. Just saying. It's just whatever. A home freezing kit. I don't know. You get the wrong person pregnant. Whatever. Seals it through the roof. The next thing uh, that says a lot about our country... Um, and that proof positive that, that people are just so lazy, so lazy. First off, we, we just, nobody wants to do anything. Nobody wants to work. We don't want to work so much that now that we're at home working, now that we are at home working, people are Googling and searching out a way to make loop feeds on Zoom. So they want to be a part. So everybody's doing the Zoom work meeting and 
at an alarming rate. It's like one of the number one things searched on Google is the Zoom loop feed. So now people just, it, it's kind of like I want you to imagine being in high school and if you're a class clown and you, you shut your eyes but you painted eyeballs on your eyelids and you just kind of sat there as a joke, it's, it's like, come on. That's how lazy people are. They don't even want to be involved in their own meetings. They're figuring out how they can loop. Lazy people. Come on. You're just sitting there. As always, uh, when I do my podcast, it's brought to you by Captain Morgan's. Although I don't officially get paid or I'm not officially sponsored by Captain Morgan's, I drink a god-awful lot of it. And I feel like I should be I should be sponsored by Captain Morgan's. I'm keeping... The guy who stirs the liquor, you know, the guy who gets up on the pan and he and he stirs that crap around. I'm keeping him employed. I'm keeping the captain employed. Uh, if you happen to know the Captain Morgan's people, maybe you could give reach out to them. Um, I don't need any money from them. I'd certainly do it for a free bottle of booze here and there because the shit's like 20 bucks a bottle and I probably go through like five a week. Hmm. That's me taking a drink. I usually mix it with um, Capri Sun. And the reason I mix it with Capri Sun is because I'm cheap. So, you know, I got to buy my daughter something for her school lunch, which I haven't really been buying, obviously, because she's not in school right now. So I'm back to drinking it with ginger ale because I like Captain and Ginger as my favorite. But Captain and Capri is also pretty delicious so that you don't have to waste the money on buying ginger ale because you already have to buy the Capri Sun for your daughter. Um, all right, so guys are freezing their shit. Uh, Zoom. Uh, the next thing is the animals. The animals are taking over the national parks again because no one's going to the parks. The parks are closed down. Uh, if you're going, uh, uh, the, the national wildlife people are warning, sending out a warning that if you're heading to state parks or national parks, be aware of the wildlife because they're starting to take over again because, well, one, there's not a lot of human or humans around. Two, believe it or not, the, the animals have become accustomed to getting fed by the people that go there. So their food supply is a little bit off. So they're out looking for food. Now, of course... The National Wildlife Association, or whatever the hell it's called, says you shouldn't be feeding the animals. But, like good Americans, we don't listen to anybody, and we feed the animals like a bunch of douchebags. So now the animals don't know what to do, and they're going nuts in our national parks and our state parks because they're not getting fed. So, there you go. You shouldn't have fed the animals, and now they're going bonkers in all our state and national parks because they don't have... Anybody to feed them, Yogi Bear, and, and boop, hey, boop, boop, give me a picnic basket. Terrible impression, but, you know, it, well, if you're a millennial, you probably don't even know who Yogi Bear is. Uh, another funny, but not, not a surprise, is that uh, um, snack foods, the, the sale of snack foods is up like a thousand percent. It's through the roof. Everybody is eating junk food. Probably because it's easier to get to, and apparently the sale of chocolate, it could be because of Easter, but uh, apparently the sale of chocolate is up almost 90%. So Americans 
are going for the easy, lazy food at home. Now, I would say this. They eat that shit anyways. You're at work. You're hitting the vending machine. It just hasn't, a study hasn't been done on it. And now that a study's been done on it, we know that what we already knew, that Americans are a bunch of fat slobs, or at least most of us are. And we eat junk food because we love it. I mean, I love Twinkies. I don't know about you guys. I Honestly, I'm trying, my favorite, favorite, like, junk food, hmm. I have so many. I mean, I, cereal is probably, I don't know if you would consider fear, cereal or junk food, but I, I'm, I'm down for Captain Crunch anytime, any place. Um, I absolutely love Funny Bones. I don't even know if they make Funny Bones anymore. Um, Funny Bones, are, they're chocolate, and then they have the uh, brown cake inside, and then that peanut butter. Oh, my God. Funny Bones. I don't any are uh, I got a few people on the Facebook feed. What's your favorite junk food? Oh man, I need a funny bone. Funny bone. You remember ring dings? Ring dings, man, they were little hockey pucks. Um, those are good. Jesus. I gotta, I gotta think about this for a second. I kinda caught myself off guard. I should have wrote down a list. I thought that I should have known that when I was mentioning junk food that it would get to this. Yeah, someone just said ring dings. Um you know, Twinkies, that, that's, an, that's an obvious. I love Twinkies. Um, Devil Dogs, oh, dude, I love Devil Dogs. But Devil Dogs is really just like a, uh, a whoopie pie that was just made into like a hot dog length. But Devil Dogs are really good. Um, Jesus. I said ring dings, but what, what was the peanut butter form of the ring ding? Um... Suzy Q's are really good. I mean, I love junk food. I could, I could eat that crap all day. All day, every day. Um, yodels, love yodels. Someone just mentioned yodels. Yodels are great. Um, uh, what, what's, what's this thing? Nella, Nella, oh, Nella wafers. Wafer, dude, the wafers are bomb, bro. Bomb. I feel like wafers was like the poor man's bomb. You know what? I think I. You know what? They weren't. There was another wit thing. Oh my god! I gotta think of what the name of it is. My dad used to buy them, and they were like the cheap ones. Um, yeah, Funny Bones was the peanut butter. I know Funny Bones was the peanut butter, but they also made uh the the ring ding at the puck with peanut butter in them. But anyways, let, let let's continue on that. As I do the podcast, um, if the people on Facebook Live just want to chime in on what their favorite um, junk food was, I'd appreciate it. I'm going to keep going along with some of the stories here. I got to see how deep I'm into this. You know, I got to get paid. I'm like 15 minutes in. I wish I was brought to you by junk food. So as as we continue to go on, if you have your favorite junk food, let it out. I'm going to think myself to try to figure out what my favorite some of my other favorites were um i had so many knockoff um nutter butters fucking love nutter butters come on absolutely delicious so another pretty funny story is uh that there was a photo that went viral of a lady um in pittsburgh she's like 90 years old or 93 years old and she put a photo she was like someone got a photo of her it's probably like her kid just joking around for like tiktok or something like that but she put up a sign that says we need more beer and uh coors light 
they got wind of it or they probably saw it on social media. They delivered this 93-year-old lady in, in Pittsburgh 150 cans of beer. So there you go, sweetie. You got more beer. Congratulations. Um, oh, this is a pretty funny one. A, a village in, in Indonesia is looking for volunteers. Susie Q's. Sorry to go to the side. Snowballs, bro. Beef jerky. The fuck? Beef, bro, beef jerky? Ryan, Brian, beef jerky is not a junk food, man. That's just protein. Beef jerky is like the staple of like, I'm going to go get ripped, snap into it. Beef jerky is not junk food. Beef jerky is protein. Uh, snowballs are phenomenal, but they're like so like, you ever like bite into a snowball and things like, like bounce back at you? Susie Q's, delicious. So this village in Indonesia is looking for, and I think this is hilarious, <clears throat> volunteers to dress up as ghosts because they want to scare people into social distancing. So they want people to put on sheets and like spook them all like, Ooh. Uh, sorry, bro. Oh, all right. It's your, it's your favorite snack. Fine. I mean to beef on you. That's fair enough. That, that this man's uh, favorite snack is protein. He likes the protein. I, I listen. I love beef jerky. It's one of my favorite foods to eat. I eat it for. I bet you could ask the guys that work for me. I, I'm basically a Red Bull and and, a, and fucking beef jerky for lunch. I absolutely love beef jerky. So you don't have to be sorry, man. If that's you, must be ripped up. If you're eating protein as your favorite snack, so I apologize. Told you, whoopie pies are good, but I feel like whoopie pies are just like devil dogs. Someone just chimed in with whoopie pie, but whoopie pie, you made them in home ec. That's where I learned how to make a whoopie pie, and that's why I determined right away that a devil dog was just a whoopie pie. Yep, snap into his, ooh, yeah. Dude, this dude just brought up Macho Man. You guys got to look up the old promos from Macho Man. I, phenomenal. The guy is just, he was the best WWE, WWF, whatever you want to call it, promo guy ever. Cup of tea in the big time. Ooh, yeah. Cream rises to the top. Mean Gene, dude. Just fucking Google or YouTube. Macho Man promos. I could watch them all day for hours and hours and hours and hours. All right. For those of you that don't know, I'm just going over a couple of stories that I thought were interesting. I'm going to get to my main topic on the other side of this break, which is... Uh, Donald Trump saying that he has total power and basically I want to talk about uh, uh, the beef between Trump and the governors and who has total power, who gets the say and who reopens the government because the government does need to open up. But while we're doing that, I'm asking the people on my live feed as I record my podcast to pipe up with what their favorite junk food is. Um, Miss... Elizabeth, I'm not sure I know what the Miss Elizabeth is. I'll have to Google that. Uh, toasted Cheez-Its. Dude, love Cheez-Its. Delicious. But I feel like that's more like on the chip realm. So like you have junk food. Like when I think of junk food, I know junk food would uh, can, would be chips. But I'm talking more like Twinkies, Devil Dogs, Ring Dings, Susie Q's, Pop-Tarts, shit like that. But I'm not going to bounce you out for saying Toasted Cheez-Its because they're mad bomb and I love them. So, plain and simple. I, I could eat. You can't just have one Cheez-It, man. I'll eat them straight through. Um, 
Tater tots, bro. Come on. Tater tots, that's not a junk food. That's fucking dinner. Tater tots is dinner. Dinner. Some of them what do you want for dinner? Tater tots. All right. Let me get to this one last thing. Nah, man, this is an Easter thing. This is garbage. All right. Anyways, before we take the break, for those of you that are just joining, I sorted out everything with the flag. The flag is going to get mailed uh, to Connie, uh, who is um, Junior Price's daughter, the uh, Junior Price's um, wife or whatever you would call a widow. She is living with the daughter. So for those of you that know the whole flag story, that's where it's going. Um, throw those funny bones in the freezer. Oh, 100%. Chris just dropped. So before we take a break, we're t- where I'm going through some stories, some stuff that was important in the day, but we're talking about what's your favorite junk food and straight up 100% funny bones is my favorite junk food of all time. And this dude just popped it. He said, put them in the freezer. It's a whole different ballgame. I agree 100%. If you've never had a funny bone out of the freezer, you haven't lived. I mean, it is phenomenal. You got it. You have to try it. 100%. Uh, Miss you spaz. Look good, bro. Jay, thanks. All right. I got to take a quick... uh, Wait, 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 wait. Did you see... uh, DDT told the World Health Organization, you're an asshole. (laughs) All right. I got to take a quick break because that's how I get paid. Uh, I have one crappy ass commercial. It's 30 seconds long. It's brought to you by Anchor because I don't have a real sponsor. I'd like to be sponsored by Captain Morgan's and I don't even want to get paid for it. I just want to get free booze. That would be cool for now. But um, if you could tell all your friends to subscribe to my podcast and that they don't even have to listen to it. They could just subscribe and then they could play uh, the podcast with the volume down. I don't really care. I just need it to play past the commercial and then I get the one cent for it. I've made uh, $15.30 since I started the podcast almost two months ago. Oh my God, dude. Girl Scout cookies, 100%. It's tough because you know you don't really consider them a snack food um, or a junk food because you only get them a couple times. Well, they probably fucking sell them year-round now. But you use... Dude, the Samoans? Can't even touch them. I don't even know if you could call them the Samoans. But they're... Best Girl Scout cookie? We, I mean, shit, we could take that on to the next topic. Is... I love junk food. And, you know, the Funny Bone is my favorite. But my favorite Girl Scout cookie is the Samoan. Um, Second half snack. What the, what the fuck are you saying, man? Kerry, oh man, you can't do it. I'm not going there with the Kerry Big Cans. Come on. Nice that you remember though. Man, that was like seven years ago. All right, quick break so that I can get paid. And then we're going to come back and I want to talk about Trump versus the governors. They can't have it both ways. Plain and simple. All right. And we're back. Thank you for those that made it through that uh, terrible... 30-second commercial that I recorded like two months ago, and I really appreciate it because you've helped me amass a whopping $15.33 since I've started this podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, 
Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I have some people that are watching on my Facebook feed um, and they're making fun of me uh, about something. I asked them that I won't. Unfortunately, I won't be bringing it up because it looks like it was false, false information and anybody knows it. So, um, but it sounds pretty shitty. Yeah, it sounds shitty. All right. You know what? I'll, I'll tell the people on the on the podcast. So I was having uh, dinner um, tonight for Kaylee's uh, birthday. That's uh, that's my wife. It's her birthday, uh, April 14th. And, you know, we were all pretty separated. It's pretty funny. I, I put up on my TikTok and on my social media that the neighbors made social distancing cakes, which are just really cupcakes, but you get it that they're not all touching each other and they're far apart. And someone at the dinner table while we were sitting mentioned that uh, they heard news that China is banning, uh, is trying to ban uh, uh, Africans. They want to get all the Africans out of China because they believe that they're really prone to getting the disease. I hadn't seen anything about it. So I asked uh, the people on Facebook while we were in break to see if they heard it. They hadn't. So anyways, if it were a true story, I had a lame ass joke. I was going to say in news... China is kicking all Africans out of China. In other news, uh, Donald Trump is moving to China. And that was just a little ha, waka, waka, because people say that uh, Donald Trump's racist. Although I support Trump, so I should say that real quick, but I thought that would have been a a funny joke, like ha, 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 funny, you know, or maybe like something to the effect of, in other news, uh, most of the U.S.'s billionaires are moving to China you get it? No? Not even funny, huh? Not even like a little bit? Like tiny? Nope. Someone just said that was a stinker. All right. All right. Bad joke. Bad joke. Bad joke. We'll bury that. We'll bury that one. No one really listens to this podcast anyways. You know what would be funny? You know what we should say it now? Is three or four years from now when this podcast actually becomes... Big, because I, because it will, because I'll stick with it. I'm that type of person. Hard work pays off. Okay, hard work does pay off. Uh, three years from now, when the podcast makes it and it's big, some douchebag's gonna dig this up, listen to this part, and be like, "This guy is a racist." And I just want to clear that up for you, Mister Producer Dude, who went back into my backlog of podcasts. Make sure you play this part. One. It was a failed joke, and the people on Facebook just told me that it sucked. Two, I'm not a racist. Three, I thought that, well, I, I didn't even think the fucking story was real. I just thought maybe I had a funny joke there because people call President Trump racist, although I don't think he is, and I support our president. Okay? Are you saying Starbucks is a good snack? Someone on the Facebook just said Starbucks bucks. Is that a, a good snack or are you saying Starbucks is racist? I'm not really sure there. Help me out here, Chris. All right. While Chris is helping me out, I'd like to get to the reopening of America. That's what everybody's talking about right now. When can we reopen? When can people go back to work? When can we restart the economy? Now, the CDC and uh, FEMA have put forth a plan that's been submitted to the president. The plan was uh, 
you know, not, nothing's ever top secret anymore. The plan w- was given to someone at the Wall Street Journal. They have uh, put forth some of the information in it. Basically, what they're saying is um, after May 1st, there is going to be a major push to reopen the country, to reopen the economy. And a senior official at the White House is saying right now that they have a small window of time to get the ear of the president and convince him otherwise. They're saying that the president is dead set on getting the country back open in May so that people can get back to work. Now, I can agree with the president on this because what he is saying is that not every single state in the country is being hammered by the virus as bad as New York. New York is just being decimated. New Jersey is starting to get hit bad. Michigan is starting to get hit bad. But some states like New Hampshire, Maine, Vermont, I mean, even Massachusetts, it's pretty bad here. And they're saying that it's going to get worse by the end of April. But, you know, New York has got 800 deaths a day. Should the rest of the country be shut down? Probably not. Probably not. So the president wants to get back to doing business. And there is a plan to do that. And the CDC and FEMA is suggesting that you slowly start setting people back to work that are essential. But the essential workers are really working anyways. What Trump wants to do is have uh, someone saying at least May 20th. Listen, as I get into this, I I think it's going to be I think it's going to be longer than that. But I agree with the president that we have to reopen. I've, I've been saying this on this podcast for the past month from the day they shut us down. I have been working. I haven't stopped working. We have to continue to work. The economic disaster that's going to happen from this virus is going to far outweigh uh, the disaster from the virus. We are going to have to, I mean, God, man, I don't even want to get into it. Like, I feel like, I feel like, why do I have to be the one to tell you guys this shit? But I will. You guys can make fun of me if you want. Say what you want about me. I am a real estate investor. In the past three years, I've bought and sold over 30 houses. That's legit. There's no bullshit there. You want to fucking look it up? Look up my company. I know the real estate market. And I'm telling you, hedge fund companies are selling their properties like hotcakes. Hedge funds are the largest single buyers of fucking properties in this country. And they are unloading them. Because they see it. They're like, shit. The real estate market's going to crash. Why is the real estate market going to crash? No, it's going to be fine. Everybody says it's going to be fine. Bullshit. You know how many people were on the bubble of being fucked before the virus happened? You know how many people were two, three months behind on their mortgage? Millions. Millions. These people are, without a doubt, not going to get back. That that $1,200 check, the $600, that's not helping. That's not helping them. These people are fucked. They're gone. The bank's taking their property buy. The banks are selling their properties like hotcakes. So the banks have this thing called shadow inventory. For those of you who don't know what shadow inventory is, it's what the banks do with their properties that they take back from people. The banks realize the banks really own the most properties, okay? So let's get that straight. Hedge funds buy the most properties. 
They got the money. Berkshire Hathaway. These dudes buy up properties like nobody's business. But the banks own the most properties. The banks own all the foreclosures. And they have shadow inventory. These are the properties that sit. They just sit there. It's, it's that vacant home at the end of your street that you're, no, no one's lived there for fucking years. That's part of the shadow inventory. It just sits there. Plopping. Waiting. Waiting for the bank to go in and clean it out. Waiting for the bank to go in and maybe rehab it. Shadow inventory. The reason they don't put it on the market is because the bank understands if they did, they would crush the market. How so? Supply and demand. Plain and simple. The banks don't put all these properties on the market because that would drop the value of the houses. The banks don't want the property values to drop. Why? Simple. Why? Please, someone tell me why. I'll tell you why. Because they just gave a mortgage to some guy down the street from their vacant property for 500000 And if they flood the market in that neighborhood, the guy's house isn't worth 500000 anymore and their fucking asset is upside down. So they hold the properties in the background. Shadow inventory. Now the banks are starting to pump out their shadow inventory. They want to get rid of their properties. Why do they want to get rid of their properties? Because they need money. Why do they need money? Because no one's paying their mortgage. Because no one's paying their debt. Banks are just like you and me. They live check to check. Except they live check to check on millions of people. So when millions of people stop paying debt, they have to start selling assets. They have to start letting things go. Now, how do I know this? My company has operational debt. Across the board, I have been offered by these people that have loaned us money that they would take 50 cents on the dollar to end the loan because they need cash now. If you have money now, king, king. You could buy houses. You could fucking pay off your debt with the quickness because they're willing to take 50 cents, 30 cents on the fucking dollar to get money ASAP. So, if you think we're not going to have an economic crushing after the coronavirus, you're Looney Tunes. The president is right 100%. We need to open up the country. We need to start doing business. If we don't, we are just going to dig a deeper hole. Where do you think the $2 trillion is going to come from? Where? They can't just print the money. They have to open business back up. They have to start collecting revenue. They just have to. Plain and simple. So the plan to do that starts May 1st. Little by little. At least that's what Trump's saying. And that's what the CDC is saying. That they can maybe get it going on May 1st. Now here's the issue. The CDC and the people at the CDC don't have a set of fucking balls. And neither do the people with the Red Dawn emails. These people don't have nuts. You have someone like the president, who I love. I think he's a great president. Man makes a decision and he sticks by it. These people are scared to put their job and their life and their livelihood on the line by challenging the president. Here's the example. You have this group of uh, of experts, some of them one, anyways, that has Trump's ear. And they don't want to get into his ear and say, hey. You need to do this because it goes against what Trump wants. Trump wants to open the economy and he doesn't want to hear fucking anything else. But if it's so dire, if the country shouldn't be open on May 1st, if the country shouldn't be open May 20th, if the country shouldn't be open until June or later, 
Well, then fuck your job. You need to do whatever it takes to get the president's ear and make him listen. And if he doesn't listen to you and you tried everything you could and you basically shot off fireworks out in front of the White House to get the guy to listen, then I could see how you'd have the opportunity to go back and say the president didn't listen. Instead, you people fear him. And when he says something, these are the people that work for him. When he, Because you don't want to lose your job because anybody that kind of goes at the president, they lose their job. If you can't make the guy listen to you or if you're just too scared to risk your job for it, then shame on you. If you don't think it's time to open up, then shame on you for not doing and or be willing to give up your job to get fired to make a point. Because I would. If I, if, if I was an expert, I'm not an expert, obviously. Now, I'd like to know, I'd like to say I know a little bit about the economy because the economy is just a microcosm of your own life. Everybody has their own little economy at home. Electric bill, gas bill, mortgage, food, kids. It's your own little economy. If you stop paying them, they go away. Now, if millions of people stop paying them, those companies go out of business. So when I buy something like ice, it's so important to the ice people. Because if I stop buying ice, and then my neighbor stops buying ice, and then that guy stops buying ice, they go out of business. Anyways, back to the president and the governors. So the president is ready to reopen. And the governors are pushing back. Particularly the governors here in in the northern part of the United States, not Governor Baker. He's not part of these. It's the New Jersey governor, New York governor, um, Connecticut governor. They're pushing back at the president and they're saying to the president, we decide. The states decide when business reopens. Trump has doubled down and said, nope, I'm the president. And when I decide business opens, business opens. Now, here's the problem. These very same governors, you can't have it both ways. You guys can't have it both ways. So if you don't want to follow the federal government rule, you don't want to live by the guidelines of the federal government, well, then you shouldn't benefit from the federal government. You guys begged the president to do a federal lockdown. You guys begged the government to make it a federal disaster so that all 50 states would come under the federal blanket so that you guys could receive the funds. You all took the money. You all took the federal supplies. You all got in line for that. But now that it's not convenient for you, when the president says, well, I think it's time to fucking get ready to open up the country, you're all trying to push back. You all took the money. You guys all wanted it across the board. You all said, hey, let's federalize this bitch. Let's make this thing federal. Everybody does the same thing. But then the second the president wants to do something that you guys don't like, immediately, you guys turn your back on him and you say, oh, no, 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 no. We decide. We decide. We the six... The six states, we're going to get together and we're going to decide what we're going to do. Well, then I say to you guys, fine, fuck you. You're on your own. If I was the president, I would say that. I, if I was Trump, I'd say, hey, you know what? You guys begged me to send you the ship. You guys begged me to send ventilators. You guys begged me to force other companies, to force private companies to make shit. I did it. You begged me for a, for a national disaster. You begged me for a bailout. I gave you everything you guys want. You came under federal protection. 
And now that I'm saying, hey, we need to reopen. We have to stop making money. You guys are all looking at me saying, nope, no, 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 no. You don't get to decide. We decide. We're, we're sovereign states. We do what the fuck we want. You can't have your cake and eat it too. So from the get-go, you should have just said, hey, Trump, we got it. I'm the governor of my own state. I don't need the federal government getting involved. I don't need you and your ventilators. I don't need your national aid. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to take any of that bailout money. We don't need your help. Thanks, Mr. Trump. Peace out. I'd respect that. If you didn't take the money, and then when the when the when the uh, president said, "Hey, we're going to reopen," I'd be like, "Hey, that's cool, man. This this state stood on its own. It told the president we didn't need his help. Good. You don't need his help. Okay. Now, when the president said that they were on the verge of a mutiny, that's plain and simple. What he's trying to say is, he has the power as the president to federalize states." He can federalize your National Guard. If he federalizes your National Guard, well, they now become federal military. And he is their commander-in-chief, not the governor anymore. And the general and the soldiers are now federalized and they come under the federal flag and they have to listen to the uh, generals of whatever service they are under federal, under the federal government. They're no longer a state militia. They've now been upgraded to being federal. When you come under, uh, uh, everybody knows that federal law supersedes state law, unless it, for some reason, is unconstitutional and then it goes you know, to court and the Supreme Court shoots that shit down, fine. But the law of the land is the federal law. The law of the land is the Constitution. And the president has the power to federalize stuff. And he federalized this pandemic, which means he's in charge. I'm all well and good for state rights. I really am. I think that the states should handle their own shit. 100%. I'm for the state's rights. But you give up your right when you take the money. You all took the money. You all begged for the president to make it a national disaster so that you could get the funds. So you took the funds. Now you got to listen to your boss. The boss paid you. So the governors need to back off and they need to work with the president. Now, I know Cuomo has said he's he's got no beef. <clears throat> he's got no problem. He's not going to fight with the president. But it is a fight when you're not agreeing with him to get ready to start opening up business. We have got to get back to work. I understand that safety first, public health first. We all agree on that. We all want to be safe. But how long can this country go without making money? If the country is just like a business. How long can a business survive if it's not making revenue? How long can a country thrive if it's not bringing in cash? So, I would just say this. To end the conversation... On Trump versus the states. It really comes down to whether you embraced him or not. Or asked him. And you all did. All the states. All the governors. Wanted the president to nationalize this pandemic. And he did. And once that happens. He's the top dog. 
And if you don't like that, there's something that's great about this country. In November, you can convince your states not to vote for them. But in the meantime, you took the money, you begged for the help, he gave it to you, fall in line. The man is just trying to do what he believes is best for this country. And I, quite frankly, I think he's doing a phenomenal job. He's doing a great job and he doesn't need any pushback from the states. So you took the money, you took the aid. Now you don't get to refuse the rule of the land. You don't get to pick and choose. You don't get the cake and fucking eat it too, man. You don't get the ice cubes. In the captain, unless you're me. So there you have it. I think in this situation, I think the president is right. I think he has absolute power over the pandemic. Um, his say is the say of the country right now. And the reason for that is they all took the money and they all wanted the ventilators and they all wanted the ship to come to their port and they all wanted the army to build uh, hospitals in their state. You took the federal money, you took the federal funds, you took the federal help, and as soon as you did that, you got a new boss. And Trump's your boss right now. Be butthurted about all you want. If you didn't want to make a deal with the so-called devil, you shouldn't have took his money, and now he gets to run the show. And that's just the way it is. So, moving forward... The government is stressing and is really trying to open up sometime in May. My personal opinion on that, aside from the beef with the president and the governors, I don't think May is going to happen. Personally, if Massachusetts opens up the schools, I will not be sending my kids to school. Uh, My kids are out of school for the rest of the year. Um, I I don't think that... Listen, I truly believe that social distancing is helping... Um, you know, keeping people away from each other. It's giving an opportunity for the, for the disease to die off and flatten the curve. Wearing masks in public, I highly recommend it. It's okay if you don't. You know, I'm not one of those paranoid people. I don't think everybody, obviously everybody doesn't have it. Less than 2% of the population of mass has it. But it would certainly help if you had a mask on. Uh, but I think for myself, um, if they open schools up, my kids aren't going back. Uh, We all know that schools are a germ factory as it is. If one kid gets sick, everybody gets sick. Um, I don't really care if my kids miss, you know, the last month of uh, of school. I'd rather them not carry it and bring it home. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about that. Yeah, someone's just saying that this year is a wash. So even if they open that up, it ain't happening. The problem is they, they, here's the problem. America can't go back to work unless our babysitters go back to work. And that's what teachers are. Teachers are America's hired babysitters. They educate some of the kids. And, you know, I'm grateful for that. My brother Mike, uh, my, my brother Mike's an English teacher at High. But, you know, I mean, he's a glorified uh, babysitter. He gets through one or two of the kids. 90% of the kids are just, he's there to tell them to shut up. And, uh, you know, hey, you know, shut up till your parents get home from work. That's really what school is. You get your kids to school at 7 in the morning. Then you have them go to school till like 145. And then you, for the love of God, you hope they get involved in a sport or some kind of a club so that they're busy until 5, 6 o'clock at night to when you can get them. 
So it's going to be real difficult to open the country up and get people back to work if we don't have a place to stick our kids. So I get that. But personally, some would say, yep, free daycare, 100%. School's free daycare. Uh, school equals germs. Yep. Plain and simple. So they, they need to open up the schools because without the schools, America can't get back to work. Um, but that's where the grandparents come in. So call your grandparents if you got them and have them watch the kids. Or, you know, maybe one of these, like, call me sexist, but, you know, maybe your wife could stay home and watch the kids. I know that's a novel idea, but. Oh, man, maybe I have the virus in my chest. Imagine if I had a heart attack in the middle of my podcast. Oh, my God. Hold on. I just got all tight. Whew. Whew. Could you imagine? Imagine if I dropped dead in the middle of my podcast. You think that at least my pot... You think this pot... If I did... If I, if I did drop dead in the middle of my podcast, you think that I would at least, like, break 100 listens? Whew. Really, man. I got a little tightness here. Ugh. Ugh. Whew. All right. That's going to do it for the cast tonight. Um, I got. I think I got to get some rest, man. I'm getting like right across the top here. Whew. All right. Here's, here's where I'm going to leave it. I, I do believe that at this point, Trump has uh, total rule or absolute power over the pandemic. He federalized it and all the states took his money. Uh, therefore, that made Trump the boss. As soon as you take the federal aid, you 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 got in a bed with us. You got in a bed with the federal government. So, you know, let's help the president on that. I do think we need to get the economy back open. It's imperative to the future of this country. But I also believe that we need to do it in stages and, um, you know, make sure that we're not putting people at risk and make sure that the second wave isn't going to pop up. So that's where we're at. All right. I'm going to bounce out, guys. I appreciate you listening to Spazzing Out. Uh, you can get my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, and Spotify. And uh, for those of you that made it this far, just once again, I did find the family um, uh, that uh, for, I, I, I found the flag the funeral flag. I found the family. The flag is going to Ohio. It's going to Connie um, and uh, Junior's wife. So I found a flag of the soldier uh, SFC Junior Price, who had passed away a few years ago. I found his his widow and his daughter. They live together in Ohio, and I'm mailing the flag out there. So for those of you that wanted to know. All right. I'm out on the podcast. My live feed's still on. Everybody else, take it easy.